All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. <laughs> the real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom question you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she's overcame. This book becomes a legacy and something you and your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm so excited about mylifeinabook.com because I'm planning on gifting my mom with this. She's always loved reflecting on memories and sharing her stories, and I know this will be the perfect gift to capture those moments for her. The thoughts of her flipping through the pages and reliving those cherished memories brings a smile to my face already. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code BRAVADO at checkout for 10% off. 
Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code BRAVADO for 10% off today. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bankcourt Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in Spot Me and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com/disclosures for details. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Black Girl Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast for colorful women alike. Hi. Hey, girls. Welcome hey guys. on back. Welcome back. To our show. To so, our weekly get down. How was your weekend? My weekend was relaxing. Um, I ran a few errands, had a little me time. Cue the Vivian Green. I'm almost certain that's fucking Vivian Green. Okay, we're rolling with it. Vivian Green, cue. What's the song you're cueing? Me time. Okay, so me time. You had some me time. Yeah, I did a little laundry, and um, today we went to the happy place. We did. That was fun and happy. (laughs) (laughs) It was. What about you? How was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was busy. I went to the bay this weekend because I was a model in my friend's photo shoot. She a model. She walked the for her hairline. So that was fun and different. I don't model. I don't. You do model when you model. Okay. Well, I guess I model. Yes. Putting it on my resume. <laughs> she a model. She so we did that. We had a great time. Super excited for her and what she's cooking up. And then I came on back home. We went to Abby Place. And now I got to go back to work and do real life. Unfortunately, yes. Well, we're here. So. Before we keep going, please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast because. It's important. It's important. If you love us, let us know. If you love us, tell a homegirl to tell a homegirl to tell a homegirl. Um, because we like doing this for you guys. Actually, we do it for ourselves. We do it for both parties. We do it it's for It's a mutual culture. interest. Yes. And your ratings, reviews, and subscribing helps this podcast reach other women. And if you enjoy it. Maybe they will, a, too. It's a probability that they might, too. So share the wealth. Come on, let's go. Black History Month every month. <laughs> um, so moving right along. New week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we, we, we. Okay, so the tea for this week. Let's see. We're first, we're going to rewind. Yes. To rewind. last week's tea. <laughs> because we got some comments on last week's tea that we're going to address on this week's tea. So uh, last week we talked about Childish Gambino's release of This Is America. 
the day that we recorded the podcast, the video had just dropped. So we talked about how powerful the video was. We loved it. We loved the song. Right. But we subsequently, love it. we love the song. Subsequently, um, the next day, of course, after something like that comes out, mm-hmm. there's something um, ground shaking. So, right. There's a bunch of, um, you know, alternative opinions or, um, you know, just other ideas about the artist, about all kind of shit. Think pieces start to pop up. Right. They, and they popped. They popped. So, again, like like Brittany said, we discussed the video the day of the drop. We did. So, we're back to add a little bit more commentary since more has come to the surface regarding the video and Childish Gambino. So, like we said, we received a comment from one of our Twitter girlfriends. We love our Twitter girlfriends. We We love love all our girlfriends. We do. So, she said, hi. Regarding the Childish Gambino fake woke criticism, although the point of view you are discussing is his wife's race, Several substantial critiques have been made regarding his own comments about black women rejecting him and fetishization of white and Asian women. To operate on the basis that interracial dating is his critique's primary concern is looking at a multi-layered topic through a superficial lens. Hopefully you're able to read a few more critiques of his body of work for a more nuanced picture of an interesting and complex artist. That was Baby Girl's commentary. So. So. Like we said, first little disclaimer, because uh, I feel like she's she's right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What, however, um, just off the rip, I'm not a hella childish Gambino fan. Just a little bit of tea, a <laughs> little bit of tea on me. Neither am I. Not a big art. Not a big fan. Not that that makes, you know, I was not not a fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like, yeah, you know, I liked what songs. I liked. But I wouldn't say that I was a stan. Where... I wouldn't even say stan is like, you know, we fuck with it. I would say like, oh, that's a good joint. You know, something comes on, it's a bop. People like it and it, it you listen to it and it said, goes away. you like Childish Gambino? Yeah, I like Childish Gambino. Right. However, I haven't been on the internet looking up. I was so far disconnected from Childish Gambino that the critiques that have come to the surface were completely new news to me. Exactly. I mean, I hadn't heard anything about um, him fetishizing Asian women, right, and white women. I hadn't heard anything about um his opinions on black women and how he was a nerd and black women didn't like him. So now that he has money, it's like black women want him because he has money. They weren't fucking with him. He when got he, fucking money. money when he was in high school. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. What happened? So I was completely ignorant to the thing until that Twitter, well, a little bit before the Twitter comment, until the video dropped and these think pieces popped up and old interviews were pulled up with Childish Gambino. I didn't fucking know. Which I don't think anybody goes and researches an artist based on, you know, you hear something, you want to know their political stance, what they like, what they don't. Same T, primary example, Sabrina Claudio. Right. Everybody likes Sabrina Claudio. We're all sitting here singing the songs and then tweet. Okay, exactly. <laughs> and then the tweets pop up from five, six years ago, and she's trolling black women. And then she got canceled. Right. But it's like people don't know that prematurely when you over there streaming, downloading, signing up to buy the tickets. Right. You don't know. So that's our point. We didn't know. And of course, once you know, the more you know, the better, because your opinion can change. Um, once you get more information, do with it as you please. But um, what I was going to say something else. I complete. Oh, my thing was, this isn't the first piece that Childish Gambino has come out with. He had Awaken My Love, which I liked. And I still like it. It's a good body of work. Right. And then Atlanta, which a lot of people watch and like. Now, my question was, if he's being canceled and I'm all for canceling whoever deserves to be canceled, cancel the motherfucker. But why, well, why wasn't he canceled before? Like, why is the canceling? The issue of the cancel. Because I think because now he's took taken such a political stance to bring light to the things that are happening in the the black black community. community. Then now people want to say he's fake woke because prime, you know, prematurely or before he wasn't necessarily. But he addresses some of the, he addresses issues in the black community in Atlanta. Atlanta. I know, but you know, when it's something gets such much, so much notoriety, I think it going viral. The This Is America, that had everybody retweeting, mm-hmm. tagging it, reposting it. Mm-hmm. You know, Atlanta is like, if you fuck with the show, you fuck, fuck with the with show. It, but it didn't go viral. Right. You know? Got it. So maybe now, I mean, 
And the, and the basis of my statement about the white women was based on the Facebook's comment. Right. I'm making a comment. Which was of, the, the, the basic, the basic Facebook comment was the summary of the Facebook comment was exactly what we said on the episode. She's saying that Childish Gambino is fake woke and riding on the back of the black, the issues in the black community when he's doing the opposite in real life in reference to his partner. I, and my my only point and was... And now she may have read, she may have known the information that we didn't know. Right. And so that's how she came to that conclusion. And I only made that statement because I'm like, you can't gauge his wokeness based on his partner. So that's what and that I was saying. And that still stands true. You I can't. would still say that, yeah. yes. It, you, it, can't, you can't gauge someone's wokeness on who they partner. choose to love. So you can be very intellectually inclined and know about all the issues that affect you, the people in your community, people who look like you. And if you happen to fall in love with somebody who doesn't look like you, who's equally woke, I think that's okay too. So yes, Childish Gambino is dead ass wrong mm-hmm. for the shit he said about women of color. Um, you know, whatever. Don't agree with that. Don't agree with that. Definitely. So, so that's that on that. There's also a sick parody um, out right now. The oh, this I is saw America. the snippet of the This is America. The what? women's edit um, of comedian, what's her name? Nicole Arbor doing a This is America fucking, it's just sick. She gender, gendrified the, uh, gendrified fucking, the uh, This, this is, is America, America video. Like women's issues are definitely important, but you know, we're focusing on critical black issues and she took the focus off that and you know, Made it about white feminism. Right. And that's Sick not bitch. what that, right, that wasn't what it was about. <laughs> so And I have tea on that. Tea on what? Information knowledge about that. Oh what yeah. I, <laughs> what I just said. That that's the opinion and you're sticking with it, basically. Sticking with it. Don't add her. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't at me, y'all. So like we said, that's that on that. Moving along, moving right along. So, something for the sisters. Red table talk. Now, if you don't know, Red Table Talk is a series. Okay, if you don't know, yes. Red Table Talk. Red Table Talk is a series created by Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, she has her mom. Adrian. Adrian. Adrian Norris. Adrian Norris and her daughter. Jada. Jada. Oh, Willow. 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 Willow Smith. Now, this show, they touch on issues that affect women. And the first episode Honey. was about motherhood. Now... I said I I didn't expect much from it. I saw a little snippet and that moved me to watch it. I didn't. It's not that I had low expectations. I just was like, let me just catch it. Check it it out because you know, I'm partial to Jada. Yeah, she's a good bitch. Yeah, (laughs) and her mom's cute, and I like Willow. So I was like, let me see what they're talking about. But let me tell you, when I watched that little twenty minute show, I wish it was was longer. I wish I said the same thing. I wish it was. I wish it was longer. If you guys have not seen that, you need to watch it. She talked about the. The topic was motherhood. She sat down with um, Cherie. Cherie Smith. No, it's not Smith no more. Cherie, Will's ex-wife. Yes. The mother of his first son. Trey. Trey. They sat down and they talked about how she came into. How they basically mother together. How they co-parent, co-mother their child. Trey and the family dynamic and how they're involved and how it came about. And just like how they've been basically living and coexisting together after all these years. And it's fucking good. It was good. I was, I was brought to tears. Honey, I was like. And then Adrian, Jada's mom also talked about being a teenage mom, having Jada at a really young age, how mothering doesn't come with the manual, how it was really hard for her. And you guys need to watch it if you haven't. I highly recommend it. I love how it's Willow. It's on Facebook. Willow is so um like engaged. She her, is. She's she like, like, wow. wow. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It's like she really is feeling yeah. and is really hitting home. She's really like taking it in. She's she like, was. yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, Willow is so fucking cute. She's so cute. I've always loved her. Always. So check out Red Table Talk. The second episode is out by now. I haven't been able to catch the second episode. But if it's anything like the first you got a fan in me. Okay. Whoa. Now, next topic. On to the next. Mm-mm, on to the next one. So last week, I almost forgot about that recap, baby girl. What recap? 
the recap of last week's episode. We're not there yet. Oh, we I We have apologize. another piece of tea, baby girl. Oh, go, go. Stop me and my We tracks. have the Lake Merritt Barbecue. Oh, yes. So, this is something else that has went viral. Barbecue Betty. That's what they're calling her? Yeah. They're calling her Barbecue Betty. So. Becky. Barbecue Becky. Barbecue fucking Becky. Lake Merritt is a, for those who don't know, Lake Merritt is a Part, a little town in the town. It's a little area in the town, also known as Oakland, California. And I'm from there, so I'm very familiar with Lake Merritt. Before it was gentrified. Lake Merritt used to be a place where people went and took their walks. They had gatherings, picnics, all types of shit. If you're from L.A., it's like that little area in Echo Park where that pond is. Yeah. Right there. But a lot of black people. I don't know how. Is Echo Park a lot of black That's people? That's kind of, it's kind of. You know. Okay, so basically, um, a couple of black men and women were having a barbecue. Had their well, they didn't even get started yet. They had their pit set up, preparing to have a barbecue. <laughs> the white Becky barbecue Becky walks up to the black men and she says, "You know, basically that they're not supposed to have charcoal pits in that area. It's against the municipal code, and basically they need to pack it the fuck up." <laughs> and barbecue Becky is not an officer of the law not an officer citizen she's just a citizen she lives in the area so the man's like you know i've been living here for 42 years and i always i've had multiple barbecues here it has never been an issue before and i'm sure he was thinking and who the fuck are you that you know that'd be our first our first comment is you're not a police you don't work here you don't come up telling me to shut shit down I would have been ready to box with her demons. So I would have been like, Becky, hold up, hold up, swole up. And I didn't see this wasn't included in the YouTube video. But the men explained that she was really aggressive with them. Like basically enforcing that y'all need to pack it up like because you're not supposed to be here. So the man ended up calling his friend, letting him know what was going on. Um, And the friend had his wife come up there. Now, the wife was also a white woman. Right. White with white. You know, they got to. Go so, at it together. At this point, Barbecue Becky had phoned the police because she needed these people out of this park. She had phoned the police and let the police know, you know, they're here with the charcoal pits. You're not supposed to be here with charcoal pits. So she's sitting there <laughs> standing. She's standing her ground until the police comes basically like, I'm not letting you guys go. I'm gonna stay stay here until the police come and this party is packed up. So the white the white wife, the friend, our friend. She was going toe-to-toe with Barbecue Becky. Like, why are you bothering these men? Why are you harassing these men? They haven't done anything to you. It's not your place to tell them that they need to pack it up and go. Leave them the fuck alone. She's the white Barbecue Becky is sitting there on her phone, refusing to leave, waiting for the police. I guess she was on hold with the operator (laughs) because she had phoned them back to let them know, like, you know, to find out. Where where are you guys? Where are y'all at? This party's still going on. Right. So long story short, because the video is about 24 minutes, just watch it if you want to see all the details. The wife was going toe to toe with her. Well, she wasn't really going toe to toe with her because Barbecue Becky was silent pretty much on the phone Mm -hmm. with a stern face. And she was just pressing her like, you need to leave them the fuck alone. All in her face. She had given her a card of hers that had her information and Barbecue Becky refused to return the card to her. So she was like, you need to give me my card. You're a criminal now. You're a thief trying to get the card. She wouldn't give her the card. Following her around this small little area. Finally, the police pull up. Barbecue Becky breaks the fuck down saying that she was being pushed and shoved harassed they just did she just didn't want them there they weren't supposed to be there and the whole the flip of the script flip of the script i mean she was damn near having a panic attack and the whole thing is bitch you push yourself in this compromising situation white people need to start minding their own fucking business it is not your place to put us in ours yeah there you try to man the law like second of all Ugh. Assess when the police needs to be called. Don't be calling the police for any and everything. That is a fucking issue. That did not warrant her calling the police. Okay, they're not supposed to be here with charcoal pits. Are you harmed? You're not. Bitch. Oh, she pissed me off. I wanted to hop through that video myself and say, look here, bitch. My people aren't moving. We're Rosa parking it. United we stand. We would have been linked up in arms. So, I would have threw my meat on that grill. And been like, girl, you better get your ass. They up were out being of here. very the the black people were being very patient and calm with her. I mm-hmm. applaud them for that. But we have to take that stance with these white people because 
one wrong move and you're shot locked up. Right. I know. Done. So that's why I would have been like, you can sit there, but my meat is going on this grill. Right. My vegetables, you know, we love to, we love to throw a rib on there, a turkey burger. We love to throw a skewer on there. A full shebang and full. it goes up. Roast the, the corn. The flip side is the black people in the community came back the next day with charcoal pits, music, <laughs> boom boxes. I mean, the Frankie park, Beverly Frankie and Maze. Beverly and Maze. The you park know that was that's full our song. of black people barbecuing and electric sliding all through that bitch. And that made my heart smell because no. <laughs> This is our this is our area. Yes. Gentrification has occurred. The print prices has hiked up and there's been a shift. But bitch, if we want to come to our old hood and, and barbecue, and barbecue we, we gonna, will. Gonna, we going to do it. And you're going to deal with it because you decided to come here. Yeah. You decided to come to the town, a.k.a. Oakland, right. and make a living. Right. So there's still some of us here. And, and we, we're going to make we our got, presence known. And we're going to do what we do. And you're going to deal with it. Grab your pit and come I wish I was fun. down there for that. You make me happy. I would have been electric excited. Cut up you with know, a rib in my hand. Top, top, top on that. You know, after you do that first, first move to that the right, over. and then a top, top, top to the left. Like, da, da, da. You know, we cut up to that. Everybody so these get on white the people need to leave us the fuck alone because we'll we'll make our presence known, and you'll really be uncomfortable. Hmm. Just like with the Airbnb thing. There's, I mean, we can go on. We can go and on and on. Stop calling the police on us. We should start calling the police on them. I see a suspicious white. Seriously. Start calling on their motherfucking asses and have them pull up on you. Or they white, need to start, just, you know, they need to start giving out tickets for people who call the police for no good fucking reason. Now you wasted get a ticket because you wasted our time. Yeah. Bitch. Moving on. Moving on. <sighs> Hold him. Sorry, y'all. My damn dog. He's such a lover. He wants to be rubbed. So, moving on. Moving on on. Last week. Last week. We um, had a really great episode based on astrology. Episode 46. Yes. 4666. It's a read. The Power of Astrology with the Astro Fashionista. Come on. Give it to me. So, we talked about... (laughs) Um, in that episode, we sat down with Astro Fashionista. Uh, this always kills me. Astro Fashionista, fashionista to marry at a tear um, to discuss all things astrology. So we chatted about our natal charts, finding your twin flame, retrogrades, and even a little numerology. So Tamari was teaching us how we can live our best lives u- using the tool of astrology to better understand ourselves and the world around us. That was a really good episode. She was reading us the fuck down. It was very informative. Loved it. Down, down, down. So if you haven't got a chance to listen to that, listen to it. Peep it. And moving right along. So today, we know that In the that spirit of graduation. It is graduation season. There are a lot of graduations this week. There's going to be a lot more coming up. First of all, congratulations to all the people that have completed School. higher education. Because School. Even lower education. Yes, all (laughs) education. If you're graduating, graduated recently, even if you didn't, congrats to you, shit. Whoever completed it, congrats to you. This week, we're going to be talking about post-grad depression because the shit is real. The shit is fucking real. It's not a game. It's real. It it really is. It real. It is. So, um, although that's not an official, like, term you can't necessarily be diagnosed with post post I almost said post like I had a list <laughs> post graduation depression um you know a lot of recent graduates are feeling the effect of like graduating and then feeling depressed mm-hmm. so usually the condition is characterized by a period of severe sadness loss of motivation helplessness and isolation due to constant change and an overabundance of choices and also um, post-grad depression is usually not immediate. It usually settles in and you're like, why am I feeling like this? And you might not be able to pinpoint, oh, it's post-grad depression. You just might think that something's a little off with you. So we're going to talk about in this episode ways that you can identify if you may be suffering from post-grad depression, maybe how to avoid post-grad depression if you're not dealing with it, and uh, ways that you can overcome it. Yeah. And um, just a little tidbit. Post-grad depression is underreported because graduation, culturally, we see it as like a joyful time. You know, it would seem like ungrateful or shameful if we were like, hey, I'm kind of depressed because I just graduated and I don't know what the fuck I got going on. Kind of like postpartum. Yes. There's the two that aren't really talked about because you're supposed to be happy you just had a child. You're supposed to be happy that you just completed college. Mm -hmm. 
and um, finish this milestone in your life. But a lot of times you may not be happy because there's other shit that comes along with it. It is. So let's talk about depression a little bit, right? Yeah. Should we? Mm-hmm. Depression is a lot more common in um, women, just as a little a little tidbit. More, more likely women um, can become depressed than mm-hmm. men. Not that people aren't. But especially around our chair, child, our chair bearing, our chair bearing, your chair bearing years, <laughs> and your child bearing years, there's an increased risk a risk of depression settling in, right? And then yeah. when we mix that in with the stressors of major life transition, like graduation, even starting our new gigs, adjusting to an independent life, you know, maybe moving out, separating from the nest, it's no surprise that you know we're feeling a lot more depressed than we maybe once were. And then couple that would be in a millennial. Couple it. Because millennials have the highest rate of depression and anxiety than any generation. And that's usually because of our worries with job, Mm -hmm. snagging a gig, figuring out what the fuck to do. So being a woman and a millennial, which we both are. And a graduate. Millennial times woman times graduate. Fucked. You may... (laughs) You may get depressed. so You may be boxing with your demons. demons. So let's talk about why people may feel depressed after graduating so that you can have some identifiers. Okay. So I think a big part is like you move out, you know, you're on your own. Then if you don't catch a gig, you might have to move back home. Yeah, or you may have been living in the dorms. And yep, you had you that were, freedom. You were having financial aid to cover the cost of living. Now that's been stripped from you, so you may have to go back home, which many people feel like that's a step backward. Yeah, it's it, like you're regressing. You're supposed to be flying high, soaring, getting your coins, living the high life, and then you got to fucking go back and sleep in your own bed, your old bed. Your childhood bed. Your childhood bed, your twin bed. Yeah. I know, it's tough, it's tough, but that's majorly minor, right? Also, we have to bear in mind that graduation or completion of school, it marks the end of an era, right? Mm -hmm. And our change in identity and our routine. Because a lot of times we identify ourselves as students and we've been students for like ever. Yeah, longer than most of we've been going to school i've been going to school since i was four my mom was not playing me too three three and a half four get your ass up you're going they had to go to work to take care of us right so you get in you go into school so then once you leave that academic world then we're we're forced to reinvent our identities and if we don't got no employment plans it might seem impossible because in this adulting world people don't ask oh who are you they ask what do you do right what do you do? Right. Not and before, who are you? Who's Germany? What is Germany like? They say, yes. so what do you do? What's your occupation? So that's what we identify with. And if you don't have anything to follow up with that, especially being a post-grad, it's like, well, who the fuck am I? Or I even saying a student. Yeah. Like a lot of times that was like, oh, you know, I work here, but I'm also a full-time student. Exactly. That that makes you seem like you got a lot of going on. Right. It's like, okay, she's working and she's going to school. Right. She's doing a lot. She's coupling a lot with her in her life. Right. But another reason why you may feel depressed is because when we're in college, a lot of times we can set unrealistic expectations of the job market and our ability to snag a job immediately after graduation. We're like, okay, so I'm going they're telling me I'm going to get this degree and then I'm going to be eligible for all of these positions. I'm going to have a bag secured and there's no position nor a bag. Right. Bagless. (laughs) Yes. Bagless, positionless. Like. Okay, so now I'm in a sticky compromising situation because I don't I don't have what I need. Right. Which the fuck's going on? You couple that with the financial stress. So now you're graduated. You have student loans, you know, to some capacities. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have student loans, you have life loans. You have life to pay back. Yeah. Right? You got to pay for rent, car, gas, what you know, all of these many things that we have going on that need money. You're not to getting sustain. that check coming in. No check. So then we're expecting our, to be able to support ourselves financially once we receive these diplomas. And then that's not there. The job's not there. Now we got to pay back the fucking loans. Sally. Sally Mae. Navient. <laughs> get off my phone. Okay. Yes. And then we have to. This is just some little little info. Um, according to the Federal Reserve data, mm-hmm. the average monthly payment for a borrower in their 20s is $351 a month. And the average balance that majority of us are covering is about Twenty two thousand. Twenty two thousand. Three hundred fifty dollars a month. That's a lot. With, that's a lot in general. But to not have a plan to cure just having that monkey on your back. And, you know, they want that six months after. Yeah. How the fuck 
Number one, after I graduate, the first two months, I'm just living in not yes. having to do nothing, right? I'm just like, there's I'm no class. still celebrating. Still celebrating. I might have went on a trip. Mm-hmm. I might have come back. Yeah. It's still summer. I'm twerking something. You know what I'm saying? Like, now you want money. Yeah, they want it, and they want it fast. Right? So then we have to try to devise a plan to pay some of that debt. And when we can't, then we end up making, you know, a financial decision and getting a career or a job that can only pay our bills, not something that we're really interested in, which also is depressing because then you're not even working in your goddamn field. And then we're also could be incurring more debt. Say you defer the loan, go on forbearance. They act like they're helping you, but there's just more money. Interest building up. Yeah, it's crazy. Credit card debt, right? So if you're feeling or those are some reasons why you may be depressed. I know. You may feel post-grad depression because. Personal T. Um. I equate every like like I was saying, I always say my degrees will keep me warm mm-hmm. at night, that whole joke, um, because I do. I equate everything to like education. For some reason, like I feel like my self-worth or my self-value is tied to tied to like school. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been I've always excelled in school. So you identify that was your identity. I, yes, that was my identifier. So as soon as undergrad was done, I wasn't even out of school for a semester before I had signed up for my grad program. I was like getting a master's because I felt like. At the time, that's what I felt like I needed because I plan to like teach in the in the um, Cal State system. So I'm like, I need to get my master's and then I'm going to get my doctorate. So it all made sense to me. Mm-hmm. But it's, it also has something to do with like on the inside, you know, you. I yes. needed the, the degree. So once grad school was over, once that whole like stint was over, I'm like, OK, now what next? Now what am I going to do? Right. And then I even toyed with the idea after I figured, you know, not going to teach because they're not getting paid. Yeah. You feel me? Like it's a yeah. passion. It's a, it's in my heart. But I also, at some point, there needs to be an intersect between passion and coin, right? Passion, coin. Mm-hmm. I need to get paid. So I'm like, I'm making more than my professors when I was doing like the little teaching gigs at UCLA. When they told me how much they were getting paid as like adjunct staff and like part-time staff, I'm like, yo, Reality I'm check. getting more money than y'all are right now. With your full-time gig that you were working in addition to get, obtaining the degree. Right. And I'm like, I'm making more than most professors are making teaching in a Cal State system. You yeah. feel me? So I'm like, I got to really weigh the cost and benefits. Like, I don't want to incur any more debt. My mom paid for undergrad. But, of course, because I decided to get the master's, I'm like, it has to be out of my own pocket. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, I can't rack up debt and then barely get a job that's paying X amount of dollars a year. That's not going to work for me. You know right. what I mean? So, I struggled with that after I graduated. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't went and got this degree. You know, just feeling like, mm. luckily, my I, I use my degree at my job now. Um, and I'm, I'm compensated well for it, but I was feeling like down, like a lot, like after graduation, like what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah, I feel you after grad, once I graduated and really quickly, we did a little poll on Facebook. I mean, not Facebook, Instagram Instagram, and 56% of the people said that they're not using their degrees, which makes it seem like a waste. And that's like drilled into us. Like, go to school. You need a degree. You're going to do this. Go get a kinesiology. You can do this. You can be a PE. What all, you know, all this shit. Degree was matched with the definite career option. Yes. And like, like I'm going to say right now. So I majored in psychology and in order to excel in the psychology field, you need to go to get your, you need a second degree, secondary degree. Yeah. I was over it. I'm like, no, don't don't want a secondary. And I had even worked in a psychologist's office. And mm-hmm. I was like, I really don't want to do this. So I'm not going to get a second degree. And I'm not going to go back and get another degree about something else, be, relate to something else, because I don't give a fuck. Right. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. So I had a bout of depression because I was working at FedEx for my whole college career, FedEx office. Mm-hmm. Then they fucking fired me. <laughs> they fired me. And then I was like, well, at least I have a degree so I can get another position. No. Didn't entry have, level. Didn't. That's the sick part, too, that they don't tell you. You come out of college, they're still going to offer you entry level. Entry level. Or you may be overqualified if you have a secondary degree. That's where the depression comes in because it's like, okay, I have one degree and right. I'm getting the entry level, not getting my coin or I went and got a secondary degree and they're saying I'm overqualified and you still or can I get need experience gig. coupled with 
the degree and when was I getting the experience because I was working going right. to school. It, it, it ain't no room for fucking experience right. <laughs> for the five years of experience that you're requiring. And that's when the depression sets. That's in. when you got to spiffy up that resume and say, I've been I've been doing this for five years. You got a couple. You got to get gonna touch on that. Yeah, touch we're going to help our baby girls. Touch on it. Touch but on it I was I I landed a I was looking for a job and I landed a tent position and I'm like, I have this degree and the only thing that's calling me back is the tent position. <laughs> right. That's when I wanted to go back to the school and say, give Take me my this money. shit back because it's not, it's not what you guys said. Seriously. It's not adding up. The numbers aren't adding up. Nothing's adding up. And that's how the depression sets in because it's expectation with reality and they're not mm-hmm. balanced. I even feel bad wasting some of my mom's money. You know what I'm saying? Because I was thinking I'm about to go and be an anesthesiologist the first that like two years initial. taking chemistry and right. bio as a major. And I'm like, yo, get real, bitch. You're not good at science. <laughs> How'd you think this was going to work? Right. <laughs> because when you're in high school, they don't give you the nit grit. They don't. They need to say, hey, what are you like? What are you good they at? They give you these lofty, you know, goals. goals and dreams and not saying you're capable of whatever you set your mind to. But I wasn't capable of that. Um, no. That organic chemistry. It, it's and I'm just wasting my easy. mom's money. She paying tuition every semester. And I'm like, taking chemistry again? <laughs> God damn it. I wasted her money. If I would have just out the gate did sociology. In the beginning, when I first it got to Dominguez, cool. I was taking 18 units, you know, 21 units a semester. I could have right. been done with college in like two and a half years doing that. Yeah. Doing the soch. <sighs> It's okay, but we live and we learn. We live and we learn, but that also kind of triggers the depression too. It takes you some time. It's like, okay, something's got to give. That extra money that's spent, it's just a lot, guys. It's a lot, and we feel you. So we talked, we we just talked about how we started feeling the signs of the depression, the post-grad depression. Hella. Let's talk about some other signs that people may feel. Okay. So that they can identify if they may be suffering from you possibly are feeling extremely disorganized right so like we said up until the point of graduation you've been a student your entire life so you have a daily schedule it's always laid out for you you know exactly what to do every day what was due and you've been able to manage um for the most part stressful situations because college and any kind of career or, or you know student What am I saying? Student life can be stressful. So you've been balancing deadlines. You've been juggling your classes, extracurricular activities, social life. You've been doing, you've been getting your drunk ass up and going to class. (laughs) You feel me? You do a little twerk on, you know, Thursday nights and shit. Thursday nights. You might've had a Friday Friday morning class. You do that. You, You feel me? You do it all. So, once that part is taken out, now you sitting in the bed, you like, what What comes next? Yeah. What comes? That's, that's what makes me feel like school is necessary because I'm like, I always structure have to have it i've always worked and went to school so i'm like so once that what? component was removed well, right i'm like I, i'm just you. supposed to go to work every day like right what is coming after this like ain't no class to check in no blackboard fuck so if you're feeling that way a little that's a that's a sign but a little tip might be are we doing tips yet let's no, throw a tip yet. in there go no ahead, okay it. do whatever you want oh yes <laughs> give me free reign so um Let's let's create post-its and stickies and, you know, little notes that still organize your day out. That might help you even little small steps. Like, let me write down my day. What the fuck I got to do? Go to the market. Mm-hmm. Go to Target. Queen Love of to-do Target. List. Exactly. Make a to-do list and cross stuff out. That creates structure. Anything that you can do. If you're going to go to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday, from this time to this time, because that helps put that component of like, you know, compartmentalizing your day as if you were in school and just give you a little value, add a little productivity and value to your life, honeys. There you go. That's Another a sign tip. that you might be experiencing post grad depression is when you're comparing yourself, if you're comparing yourself to your peers on social media and you may see that they snagged a career in their field related to their degree mm-hmm. and you're like, Wow, like what the fuck? Why couldn't I get that? Or why did I pick that major? I knew I should have majored yep. in law or that's the kicker medicine or something that can guarantee a degree because yes. when you have a degree like law if you go to if you get your undergrad degree and then you go to law school and you pass the bar you're working a, you're yeah gonna get it's a, even like nursing yeah or nursing yeah and i thought that and i'm like i should have stuck either with, with the, the medicine or i should have done law or I something where there was way. a guaranteed gig coupled with coin yeah because that's key Mm-hmm. The guaranteed gig with the good coin. Yeah. I was like, I should have just spent my time on something like that. And then I was even reading on social media where someone was like, you know, I should have went to a trade school. 
because people kick down trade schools. But when you have a trade, well, some of those trades, when you have a degree in those fields, you're guaranteed a gig too. Like say an electrician yeah. or uh, even construction, mechanics, the cosmetology, and you can make your, you can be an entrepreneur straight out of that. We don't talk, they don't talk about trade schools in high school, but that's a way that you can go to school for even a smaller amount of time, hop out and land a gig quicker than say a psychology degree or a Which sociology is so, degree. like general. Right. You know, and that's, that's another thing. That's how they fucking get you. They say, you can do so much with this. You can work in the field. Yes. You can do uh, the field. They the love field. to use the field. Mm-hmm. Okay, bitch, where's the field? And how much are they paying in the field? Right, is it the fucking cotton field? Which one? Which field? Which field? Because right. I need to know how much they pay out there. Mm-hmm. That's where they get you. Like, and when mom, you're I can the, do all this in the field. When you're looking at the salary Shit. and comparing that with the social with the student loans, it's like this is a fucking joke. Yeah, but um, I don't know how they expect us to pay student loans. Back to the point. Yeah, when you get to going. comparing, <laughs> that can cause some serious depression because it varies. The spectrum is from here to here with these degrees. You can get gig. You cannot get a gig. You can be related, something related to your field. It cannot be. You might have to pursue higher education to get in there. It's just a lot. A yeah. secondary degree, post, the doc degree, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. I so another little sign is um, you feel like you're at a standstill. That That's coupling with that social media. You know, you feel like, hey, I've graduated. I deserve more. I deserve yeah. I've worked hard. What else is there to do? And then when you're not moving forward, you can't land a gig. You know, you feel like I'm not able to financially provide my, for myself. You know, it really settles in. It does. Like, dang, what what did I do all this I for? I did what they told me to do, and I'm still stuck. I'm still at a standstill. Still at With a standstill. With the fucking degree. I feel like it's different if you're just at a standstill and you didn't do what was recommended. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'm at a standstill what do you expect? I didn't get the degree right. that they told me I should have gotten to land a gig. So, okay. But however, when you do what they said and you're still stuck, it's like, now, bitch. Now, bitch. Who do I talk to? What counselor <laughs> can I come up there and cuss out? Yes. So let's talk about ways that people can overcome this post-grad, this post-grad depression. depression. Yes. Because we don't live in these spaces. We figure out solution and we get come the fuck on. out. Come on. Come, hey, come on. You know what, Pastor? <laughs> I mean, Bishop Omar always says. I thought you called me Pastor. Uh-uh. Go. No. Say it. Bishop Omar. He always says, you might be going through something, but the good part is you're going through. Okay? Right. You're we not saying Right. So let's come on with these damn solutions. Let's talk about the the go through, the, the go, get through, the get through. So be realistic about what jobs are out there and how far on the totem pole, how far down on the totem pole you might have to start before you can work your way up. Yeah, that's just life. So the entry level, you may have to do some entry level positions just to get in at the company you're trying to be at the top at. But give yourself a time frame like, hey, you know what? I came mm-hmm. in the door with I'm bringing a lot to the table, boss. I have a master's. I have this, this, that. If you're starting on the bottom, figure out how long it's going to take you to work your way up. And if it don't work for you, then get getting. And two years is a pretty good time range to see if you need to stick at some place or jump shit. Yeah, I agree. So give yourself a time frame. Pull out that calendar. Figure it out. Figure it out. Get your planner going. Uh, Focus on your skills. So instead of focusing on your GPA or resume specifically, think about the times you worked hard to overcome obstacles and use that to motivate you. You just have to remind yourself that this is just another challenge to me and you have overcome challenges in the past. I think about the pledge process. If If you're Greek. Ooh. And you know what we're talking about. Even though about. we didn't? Yeah. <laughs> I think that. Nobody send this to corporate. corporate. I think that's a good marker, though. Whatever your pledge process is very. So that's something hard that we overcame. And I'm like, if I could get through that, I can get through fucking anything. I always think about that. The don't quit. I'm yeah. like, you know what? I done got my ass up and with less sleep before. Mm-hmm. I can get my ass up and go to work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Pledge so process tap is in. Key. Tap in is something that you really had to go through. And you overcame. And that lets you know that you're capable of doing this shit again. Yeah, you have it in you. You have a a champion spirit. Did you realize (laughs) that you were a champion? Yes, I did. And that's the graduation album, okay? So next, we're going to communicate with our families. Some families can be a source of support and others a source of pressure. But communicating with your family can be beneficial for overcoming depressive symptoms. So if you're living with your parents to save money, talk about what the living situation means and how you want to be treated as an adult. 
Yes. I think that's key. That's key because, like we said, a lot of people have to move back home for financial reasons or just to get it. I'm here for a fucking move, move back to move forward. I'm fucking here for it, okay? Right. If you have a family or a parent who has your bedroom still open and they didn't turn it into a wine room or (laughs) a book club room or whatever, mom, can I come back? Yeah. I'm fucking here for it because but you know why? But at the same time, you want to be treated as an adult still. Definitely. Don't be clocking my curfew. Yeah. Telling me when to come in. But, I mean, in this day and age, it's so hard to get ahead. You know, we just talked about you have student loan debt, bills due. You might be needing to purchase a house. If you can um, move back to move forward, go ahead and do it. And talk Utilize to your mama. your resources. Let's do it. Um. Lastly... If you have to, make sure you seek help. Reach mm-hmm. out to a psychologist or a therapist in order to recover because there may be something, this may be a slump that you can't get out on your own. So if necessary, reach out for help so that you can get out of this space. Reach out and touch other women. A psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to just leave it there. We're going to let you guys know some tips on how to land a gig because we have both landed gigs and we're able to sustain our lives post-grad without having to go back and feel like we need another another degree. Should we want to? Of course, go ahead, do what you want. But if you want to stop where you are. Okay. And you just want to get into the field. <laughs> Migos. Come on. VIP. No bleachers. Oh, gang, no gang on, in, the, on the field. Oh, gang we in don't the field. Do we don't do bleachers. All right. So this is what we're going to tell you to do. Take another look at that resume. Pull that resume out, right? We're going to beef it up. We're going to include our volunteer experience, our internships, our clubs and organizations that we might be involved in that relate to the field, right? So examples would be put your blog on there. Put the president of the organization you might have been on. That shows your leadership skills. Throw on Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. That is on the bottom of my resume, okay, honey? I'm hoping a sore sees this. Yeah. Hey, sore Jackie, did you see? bitch mm-hmm. we're both here ethel taught us right. throw everything on there throw a little few lies on there put you type 90 words a minute yes. put you worked at a, a gig this is my okay this is my real life trick put make up make up an organization put mm-hmm. something on there right depends on the gig as well because i know they do those thorough if it's a government job but no 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 but some things might be out of okay y'all use your discretion on how you're gonna do this where right. who you're gonna turn it into i'm just saying what works honey okay. So what you're going to do is put a put a put an organization on there, right? Something that might have been closed down. You can put it further down on your experience. It doesn't have to be your last gig. Put your real last shit on the top, but beef it up with more experience on the bottom and in the middle part and fluff some put something on there. So I might have said that I work for Brittany. She might have a company where I could have gained experience being an executive assistant. Brittany was my boss i was her executive assistant and maybe she's an entrepreneur entrepreneur or a blogger her business is from, from b to you <laughs> why are you in my brain her business is from b to you right i'm her, her executive assistant i'm going to say i've been her executive assistant for five years okay and if they ask me how were you doing that oh i was in college while i was doing it she would come into town i would work for her yeah but that already gives me five years of experience coupled with whatever i actually was doing right okay that's what I did. That's what I do. I've done that before, too. I know who you used. Yes. I use the same person. They own my resume, too. Hey, Jasmine. <laughs> Next, you're Next. going to use LinkedIn. Okay? LinkedIn is a tool. I found my gig on LinkedIn. Okay. Make sure your profile matches your resume and join a few groups that cater to your industry of interest. There are so many groups, uh, forums, conversations happening on LinkedIn. Get in You there. need to participate. Network. Network with these people. Grow your network. Make sure your your LinkedIn is beefed just as beefed up as your resume. Yes. And have people vouch for you. There are people that can verify that you worked at these positions, give yes. you kudos. A co-workers. lot of times your your past coworkers will follow you, mm-hmm. which is good. That shows they really are there. Yes. So I like use LinkedIn. It's a great tool. There's different forms of membership, but you can get somewhere with the basic level because I did. So beef up your LinkedIn. She's an example. Take you a headshot against a white wall. Professional photos. We're not using Snapchat filters on LinkedIn. I've yes. seen it, but we should not. Get your ass together. You uh, the day that When I decided that I needed a new gig, I set up my tripod. I, I slicked remember. my hair in a bun, put on a light beat. It was a And I took photo. the headshot mm-hmm. for my LinkedIn. I wasn't fucking playing with these people. I'm like, I'm here for a gig. <laughs> Hi, I'm here for the gig. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> I go to I'm these here, gigs. I, I don't to wait. Reclaim my gig. 
Yeah, so do what you have to do with LinkedIn. It's a tool and it works. There you go. Um, next, prepare yourself for anything. Be open to different positions in the industry you want to work in. So oftentimes getting your foot in the door is enough to help you be eligible for the right position when it opens up. A lot of times we're like, I can't start off entry level. I can't, I can't, I can't. We have our like, expectations. We're dead set on what we want. Mm -hmm. But, you know, be a little open, a little open-ended. Yeah. Open like. I'm not going to say it. it probably would have went dirty. I, I, you seen it? Go I saw it. Go I mean, I know when before I got my like current job, um, I had took a took in a job at a different hospital and I worked there for like a year and a half, two years to get me my experience, you know, mm -hmm. and then I was able to level up at yeah. a bigger hospital. You use them as leverage. Leverage. Yeah. That's what I always say. Stay for a year, year and a half. That will be that solidifies your ability to ask for more coin, too. Yes. That's the easiest way, because, you know, when you go to a job, you always say you made more than what you did in the <laughs> previous job. It's like, girl, no, I'm making this much knowing damn well you weren't. But then that helps you get that next little bout of coin. But also aside from that, the aside lies, from the lie, it helps with the experience. It does. I'm and for a little you experience. can toss a few more uh, roles and duties on as, as long as they can confirm that you worked at the job because they're not going to go through the full no, resume and said, was she doing this? Was she doing that? Get the gig on there and, and add some <laughs> some duties. Yes. Add some duties and roles on there because that's my specialty. I love. So we want you guys to flourish. Don't be so hard on yourself. And also practice mindfulness. Be in the moment. Be happy of your accomplishments. Be happy that you completed schooling and you got your degrees. But your should, degrees. should depression creep up, don't stay there. Yeah. And and like you said about being in the moment, take the opportunity if you if you can, you know, enjoy going to the beach during the summer, you mm -hmm. know, enjoy those free moments where you don't have to check into class and you can just enjoy being here, right here, right now. And the rest will fall into place. Right. Like you're not alone. Recognize that. I mean, we've both been here before. Mm -hmm. um, and even if you want to don't don't want to label it depression, it's a tough time. You know, it's and a transition period. It's definitely a transition period. So you're not by yourself. It'll get better. You know, there's other people who are going through the same damn thing. I have went through it. Yeah. Just like the struggle boat. Struggle boat. You're either this, getting on it, on it, or getting, getting off. Getting off, exactly. And just also remember that success is relative, right? Yes. So don't compare what you're doing, other people, to what they doing and what their cousin doing and what they did with this degree. Mm -hmm. All of it is relative. You'll get what you're supposed to get. Because once you blow up, nothing else matters. You lit now. Did you That's realize? That's the thing we need to realize. It's such, it's such a struggle getting to the glow up. Yeah. But once you're there, it doesn't matter when you got there. Just like Cardi B just got lit. But it doesn't matter that Beyonce was lit before Cardi B. They're both fucking lit. You're yep. living in your litness. So whenever you get there, you're going to get there. I'm here for it. I'm here. I'm here for it too. So now, after, now that we've gone through that, pick up your pen. We're, We're dropping, dropping a gem. gem. This, week, <laughs> this week's gem is the Body Hero. Um, actually, it's Glossier. Sorry. Glossier's Body Hero Daily Oil Wash. So, summer's coming, ladies. Spring mm -hmm. is here. It's here. It's here. It's on my ass. It's on the bottom of my ass. Yeah. Little bottom chunk. Nice it's right for what? There. Again. It's right there. So, um, for my birthday last year, Brittany had gotten me the Glossier Body Hero. That's me. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> the Body Hero Duo. So, that's the Moisturizing Body Glow, which is a nice, soft, soft shimmer. Remember the... um. Mm -hmm. lotion mm -hmm. and then the body oil the body the cleansing body oil so you can use that directly in the shower and you just add water so it's an oil cleanser inspired by the ones um for your face but it's made for your body so soapy body washes strip and disrupt your skin's top layer but this daily oil wash turns from oil to froth and provides a better clean than typical body cleansers and it also hydrates your skin doesn't strip it so it's a seven oil blend that attracts grime and sweat like a magnet. It lifts it from your skin. And once the water hits it, the oil turns into a soft froth that washes <laughs> it all away. And they because it's made with 0% water, it won't affect the pH anywhere on your body, including your twat. <laughs> skin is left visibly softer, supremely clean, and prepped for your Body Hero Daily Perfecting Cream. Mm. So. so what I do with that. So here's a, a trick, a life hack. A few episodes on our um, womb, womb Universe episode with mm -hmm. Be Lightfield, we were talking about shaving with coconut oil. Um, I had started shaving with the Body Hero because it's a blend of all these oils, grapeseed oil, and um, there's coconut oil in it, jojoba oil, and it's great for shaving your legs. So I've been using that lately. 
as a and it's bigger than baby smooth baby ba- ass smooth baby ass smooth she's summer ready okay that's what i do i take my legs i lift them and Girl, I, I can't and i do a little circular motion around my partner's head I'm okay. just kidding. Goodbye. Good fucking night. So, so that um gym will be on our highlights. Also, Glossier has a storefront now. Yeah. Yay! Well, they had one in New York already, but LA just got now one. Now the so LA base ha- have our own. Cannot fucking wait to pull up and wreck. Hopefully on it. Let's just call in someday soon. Yeah. God. Can't, yeah, we're going to call in and pull up to Glossier. So if you <laughs> see us at Glossier on a random weekday, we called in and we pulled up. <laughs> we called in and we pulled Because we don't, up. we don't, um. We don't <sighs> sit on our sick days around her. No. So thank you, girlfriends, for that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, girlfriend, for that, Jen. You're welcome. Now Check our highlights. In. It'll be on there. We're moving right along to our girlfriend gag. Go this for is it. a segment where you guys send us your questions, comments, and concerns, and we weigh in. So if you have something you want us to gag about, please send it to theblackgirlbravado at gmail.com. Go for it. Now this week, we have this letter from... We're going to call her tired. (laughs) Hi, girlfriends. I first want to start off by saying that I love you guys and what you're doing with the podcast. Please keep it up. Thank you. We will keep on keeping on. Okay, so tell me if I'm tripping. I have a friend who always asks to go out to dinner. She loves fancy places and I do, too. So I'm always down the road. But as of lately, each time we go out, she orders the works plus drinks, Mm. which is fine. But once the bill comes, she wants to split it. I have a problem with this, seeing that a lot of the times I don't get the works. Now, she's been my girl for a long time. So my question is, should I just go with the flow or should I address it? Hmm. I love a good meal out, too, but <laughs> I, I'm quick to be like the last four digits of my card. Um, and the amount put, are. Yes. OK. And the amount is. It doesn't have to be complicated because I hate that, too. I hate when it's complicated and people are like, oh, but you left out 50 cent. Like, you know, you right. can round up and usually if you round up, you won't have those politically issues. correct. Yeah. Amongst right. girlfriends, a dollar here, a dollar there, six dollars here. Fine. But bitch, wait a minute. The full <laughs> wait a course. Minute. Wait a minute. The full course. We're not splitting that. If there, if it wasn't literally drink, drink, appetizer, appetizer, entree, or entree. yeah, or appetizer that we both split, and you know, right. you end up ordering it, and we both ate off of it, don't come out and have a good time, and then eat eat whole and pay half, right? Because if you're getting the prawn, lobster's tail, come and on. filet mignon, and I got the American burger or the <laughs> and you chicken pasta do a split. It's like, bitch, it ain't adding the fuck up. No. And I, 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 I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here for it. <laughs> no, I now, wouldn't Now, if we're either. getting something around the same price point. Yes, yes. If everybody's like said, food is. It's yeah. a few dollars shy of being equal. Then, then okay, it. we can split it. Yeah, that's but no tea. you don't know my budget. I might have might have wanted the filet mignon, but I had to opt for the burger because pockets are funny. Yeah. So I'm not going to fund your filet mignon while I have the burger, sis. I'm not. <laughs> so I, I don't think you're tripping. I, think, I don't think you're tripping. And especially if it's happened multiple times. Address. Address. To whom it may concern. Bitch, you've been ordering up. And, and I've I been ordering it. down. Right. And I've been ordering down. But my pockets, my yeah. pockets are still taking the hit mm-hmm. as if I had prime time meal no address 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 and i know some people do the split for convenience but that needs to be something that all parties agree upon if we're doing split for convenience because say maybe one day you may get the filet mignon and the friend gets the burger so it balances out but we're going on a case-by-case basis with me and my home girls yeah we're gonna see what we're doing no yeah no 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 it's not gonna be it doesn't have to be complicated especially if you know who you're dealing with yeah like hey i know when i go out to eat it's no tea there's rarely tea. There's never tea when I go out to eat with my friends. Never. never yeah. Ever. I'd be like, girl, you cool? It's when you start having the the, the larger parties. parties and people. That's exactly why I don't do dinner parties. Yeah. But otherwise, not. Nah, address it, especially if that's your good girl, good home girl. Like, you guys do this frequently. Or you know what? Start setting the tone. Take the bill first. Write your with credit the pin. card. Keep a pin, baby girl, in your purse. <laughs> right. Know when you're going out with her. When you go out with Keisha, have your pin in purse, card in hand, and immediately grab the bill. Last four digits, couple with them out. <laughs> Last four digits, couple with them out, and then put the bill back in the middle. And then, then she'll pass it on to her, and she'll she, see the oh, tone was not, set. Yeah, oh, we're, we're not, not doing not the middle. And if she says we're not splitting it, no, we're not. Say, no, girl, I only had the... You're paying what you weigh, and I'm paying what I weigh. Right. And we're going to go home, and that's going to be it. That, because you're be going it. home with your doggy back. Right. <laughs> with your good shit. 
and I'm for half the cost. Right. No, sis. I mean, no. I feel you. That's I feel you. Yeah. Get it together. Have a talk. Get it together. Protect your back. You gotta protect your pockets. (laughs) Get it together. So yeah. All right. I think that's it. That's it, girls. We'll uh, see you next week. Same time. Same place. Love you. Podcast on us. Laughs on comments and reviews on you. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye. Love you. Baby